With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Hour two ahead of us here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. Comcast Sportsnet Northwest. Hanging tight there for about, uh, about 10 more minutes. We'll move. We're going to rotate the entire studio here. We're going to give this a shot. Really like a, like see a, like how this mid, goes. Yeah, like actually, mid, I just I, I know why I walk back over here. I'm going to actually have to be over there, Stephen. Right. When I move, we're going to have to turn that mic on. So no, we'll, just give it a shot. we'll get to the first part. No worries. We got time. Man. We got time. Good stuff. So uh, our next guest, our first guest here on Sockeye Nation, I, I'm pretty sure that he's fairly delighted to be fishing where he is fishing. I would think so. Yeah. Because a few mm-hmm. months ago, we didn't expect to be talking to Jared Gibbons of Okanagan Valley Guide Service about. A Brewster sockeye fishery. This should no. be a Chinook segment. Is it what sh- this it should, should be, be uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. But lo and behold, we have enough fish in the Columbia River to warrant a sockeye fishery. And uh, Jared, I, I'm I'm sure that yeah, pleasantly surprised would be probably the best uh, words to describe your your mood these days. Oh yeah, it's it's been great. Today's uh, a lot slower though because a uh, lot, lot of weather came through and. Uh, it's, it's a little slow today, there's no doubt. And Jared, do you think that's due to perhaps the thermal barrier disappearing slightly because of the cooler weather and the rain? Exactly. You know, we had a it rained last night and it downpoured this morning and cooled the river off four degrees. And those fish that were out here are, are going through uh, quite well right now. So the ones we're getting now are the ones that's showing up and they're just passing through. So it's a lot slower and uh, we're still getting a few. We're missing a few. We're having some opportunities. Uh, but we're we're really having to work for them today. I mean, no, none of that hour and a half limit stuff today. Yeah. What uh, what would the water temperature of the river be? What's the water temperature at Brewster right now? Uh, water temperature out here in the pool, we're looking at uh, 66 degrees right now, which is normal. But the Okanagan should be at like 70, 72 degrees. You know, when it starts to get down to that 70 degree mark, that's when we're going to start losing fish. Uh, we trolled all the way up it this morning, and, and it was 69 degrees. So, mm-hmm. I mean, those those fish are they're they're cooking through all the chinook. They're cooking through too. So, uh, we're just looking for warm weather in the forecast, and uh, it'll probably be a day or two, probably three, before it really starts to get good again. You no, know, Jared, let's look at this as the glass half full, right? I mean, we wouldn't even been talking about a sockeye season earlier. We would have thought. It's going to be a lost year because of last year. You know, we're probably not going to see sockeye for perhaps a couple years. But all of a sudden, boom, it's open and we're fishing. How cool is this? Exactly. I'd have my king rods out right now. We'd, we'd be fishing Chinook. So this is this is pretty awesome. You know, the size of these uh, sockeye are awesome this year. They're cutting beautiful. Some of the best Brewster sockeye I've seen in years. Oh, good to know. So a uh, healthy return, not just in numbers, but the size is adequate as well, which is couple of years ago, man, we had all them two-pounders the over there, around, yeah. and it was like, yeah, you know what, I'm not going to waste my time at Brewster. I'm going to go catch Kokanee over at Chelan because they're twice as big. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. These, these are producing the size of the Lake Roosevelt Kokanee right now. I mean, there's some four, four-and-a-half-pound sockeye we're catching here, and, you know, there's one I think we got two days ago on opener. It was six, right at six pounds. I mean, That's a good size fish. Yeah. Trophy. 
Yep. So what uh, are you rolling those Leo Flashers uh, going after these Sockeye now? Or have you gone back to a standard Dodger? Oh, no. We're running the Leos here. It's just a, a different action, to, uh, two different rolls, an inline, and uh, we're using the rotational hole on the side, and it, it seems to be working really well when the Sockeye are in. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we're, we're doing really well with them, and, and they're producing every day. How big of a roll does that put on when you hit that offset on there so it doesn't, uh, so, you know, it's not moving back and forth like a regular Dodger, but it's actually looping in a circle? Exactly. The small one's getting about a 10-inch kick okay. on them. Uh, so we're running leaders right about 15 inches, mm. enough to still get a, some action off it. And it, it seems to be working well. You know, and then we're using, they have the medium-sized Leos out as well, and we're running those right at 15 inches as well. So, the difference between the two, there really isn't much. Uh, you know, we've hooked a king or two on them as well on sockeye gear, so that's always fun on light gear. Jared, are you fishing like 12, 15 feet this early? Exactly. You know, uh, we even got one fish at six feet today. Uh, a lot of 10, 12, 15, 18, those are usually my numbers uh, down that we're fishing in the morning. Uh, a little later on, sun gets higher, they're going to get a little deeper. I'll catch them down to 23 to 28 feet, you know, so... Jared, let's uh, let's run through kind of your your main your main bait rigging from your sockinator on back. What are you fishing? Uh, what we're running first, we got the the Leo Flasher, of course, right there we're in front of the Leo. We're running a twelve inch leader, kind of a buffer leader to another swivel. They they like to twist the line a little bit, so we always like running an extra buffer leader between there, your main line and your flasher. Uh, doing that back to a sockinator, you know that's uh, that's about you know like I said, fifteen inch leader, tip it with coon shrimp. Uh, dipping it in our kokanee sockeye sauce and anise has been working the last couple of days as well. So, perfect. Does that sockinator uh, have a trailer treble on it? I can't remember. It doesn't. It has the two uh, uh, number twos on it. Gotcha. So as we as we look forward to the next several days, I noticed that the the, for, the weather forecast for that part of the, of the state is you know mid eighties. It's not it's not going to get like hot hot. So uh, looking looking into the kind of the, the crystal ball there, Jared. I mean, how how soon will it be before we get conditions that that kind of allow fish to kind of stay in the pool a little bit better? Uh, I say in three days we're going to be catching more more fish more consistently. You know, we're we're looking at our overnight lows right now in the low 50s, which isn't good. Mm. We want to see our lows right about in the low 60s, highs in the mid-80s, which we've got coming here in about three days. So uh, we have that. They'll start stacking up. They'll, they'll start producing fish again. We are talking about eastern Washington here in these temperatures. That's uh, Normally we're talking Brewster fishing. It's in the high 90s. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty normal. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's extremely uh, cooler than what it should be. What's the sockeye limit? We get three this year. We get three this year. Yeah, yeah. outstanding. That's yep. not too bad. This is this oh. is the guy you want to fish with. Uh, go check out Okanagan Valley Guide Service dot com. While you're on the uh, the web, go to moneymakerfishing dot com for all the information about. And Jared, you mentioned that that if you go to to Exxon in town, there you can get basically the setup that you just described. Correct? Exactly. You know they have them there in town. Uh, they have everything that we're using out here. They have a good selection. Uh, we keep it well supplied. They're going through a lot of gear every day. So uh, definitely a place to get it just if you come to Brewster. Quick stop, grab what you need, and you're good to go. All right, dude, appreciate the check-in, man. Good luck today. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Jared. All right, so let's let's turn our attention over to uh, the other side of the studio here where Dwayne has got set up a uh, kind of a – Part one of, of a two part series here. This, this pro cam. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a little bit of a, a kind of a kind of a sockeye. I guess you'd call it a refresher course. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the, the pro cam brought to you by Sport Cone Fife and Outdoor Emporium in Seattle. You can get the lowest prices, the best selection of gear. And Dwayne, run us through what you got going there. 
Well, you know, one thing I've learned in working with Bill over the last several years and actually getting out and chasing sockeye is, you know, presentation is key, and not all lures are created equal. And, uh, you know, much like Bill, we like to build a lot of our own stuff. And uh, I realize that in running coon shrimp with sockeye gear, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I like to add that little straw component just because I like to run them straight out the back. Bill likes to hook them with a slight bend to them. Either or works. I mean, the fish really. Mine just works faster. You, you think so? I just I can just hook it up and fire oh, it Oh, as far as, oh, yeah. yeah. But mine yeah. works faster as far as the fish biting. Sure. So I'll go with that one. So, okay. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, in, in presentation, Shangle, I mean, I got three different size lures here. Let me move my lure board here. But, you know, we're running uh, running these uh, different size dodgers, and we'll go down to size three odd at times, depending on, you know, sun clarity and whatnot. Don't be afraid to run gold, too. Last no. year we were over at Brewster. I put on some I put on some gold dodgers, even smaller in size, and uh for the a time where we hit a bit of a lull, weren't weren't really getting any fish. I was like, what the heck? I'll put on a gold dodger, got down to a real small presentation bead with a minimal skirt and a coon shrimp, and next thing you know, that's the rod that's going off. So do not be afraid to run gold. Uh it works very effectively as well. Um and it, it really comes down to different sizes of skirts or minimal presentation, you know, the uh, rastical, the sockeye version with the one-odd hooks that Bill's so adamant about. Really performs well. Even when you put a, a coon shrimp on there, it's going to get it done. And then you can upscale it. You know, I like these. Uh, I like these uh, mini mini um, hoochies. Uh, well, hoochie, but uh, uh, skirts. Yeah, <laughs> inside of them. Yeah, uh, twinkle skirts. Yeah, it uh, flash, flashaboo. Yeah, yeah, a little mm-hmm. flashaboo in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Ace High Fly. Thank you. There That's you go. It. Ah, yeah, yeah. It is the Ace High Fly Junior. Okay, by Silver Horde. And uh, Kelly sent me a bunch of these, and oddly enough, I start. It looks big when you start talking kokanee, but I was running that with kokanee or for kokanee with a with a Max Point uh, pink smile blade on there, and couldn't keep the kokanee off. It doesn't push them away; it draws them in. And why that won't work for Saka, I'm pretty sure we're going to do just fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, either or, you know, if they're not biting, scale down. If they're not biting, scale up. Go with different size presentations. Now, when I build these lures, and we'll go with this Ace High Fly version, uh, it's uh, pretty simple. You know, you build this thing simply by tying your leader. You tie your rastical hooks, and the first thing I do is I put that clear piece of straw in there, and that's the uh, that's the little extra component I add just as a means of holding that coon shrimp on. How long so, is that straw, Dwayne? Oh, half inch. Okay. You know, and it's a clear plastic straw. You can get pink ones too. The clear ones are a little bit hard to find unless your wife is going through the uh, food line there at Costco. Maybe a little point of reference, you know, just grab a couple extra of those yeah. for your soda on the way out the door. Billion, yeah, yeah. Sir, and do you need 12 straws yeah. for that? Well, <laughs> yeah, you know. absolutely do. Uh, that straw works fantastic. It's the right diameter to get over this coon shrimp tail, and uh, it works really well. And you're going to get a whole bunch of them out of one straw. So clear plastic straw, and then the rest of the lure, you know, I'm just adding some beads, some good uh, UV beads on there. When do we use UV, Dwayne? All the time, man. Okay. So I got my beads on there, which uh, sit on top of the coon shrimp tail, as I'll show you in a second. And then that allows it to, uh, the lure to sit above it. And then, of course, whatever size skirting you want to put on there, you can use little hoochies. You can use these Ace High Fly Juniors, which I highly recommend. And then, of course, I'm running a couple more UV beads in a, in a Max Smile Blade .08 on this one. And I got some other ones here. That new, uh, that new Glow, uh, Moon Jelly Glow, uh, that 1.1. That is a go-getter. Make sure you pick up some of those from Max. That is going to work fantastic, okay? I even got some of those on the rasticles. But uh, to rig this coon shrimp, it's really simple. I'm going to draw all this stuff forward. I got nothing but bare hooks. I'm going to grab me a coon shrimp here. I'm going to straighten it out. By the way, Bill, how old are these coon shrimp? Three years. Three years old. Mm-hmm. Like the first ones you gave me were over two years yeah. old, and they worked 
Yep. Magnificent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't those look just terrible? We're going to go right, right through the back on that critter, right through the carapace there, lay that hook flat. That, that front hook's going to hang right there at its head. Now, the nice thing about this is I don't have to put three or four half hitches on here. I'm going one half hitch right there behind the eye of the hook, way up high on the tail at the meaty part. Okay? I'm going to straighten that out. I'm going to take this straw. Okay, here we go. going to slide that on here. A little twisting action makes it go right on up there. I'm just going to run that all the way up right to the front there. So that just lays that dude out straight. Okay, nothing but one half hitch mm. and a straw. straw. Okay, <laughs> that sits just like that. Now, all this stuff, because it's on top of that, your beads stack on the tail, your skirt goes over the tail, and you got your, uh, got your smile blade, slide that down there. And that's the presentation. That bugger lays out there straight. You're going to troll that around. Mm-mm-mm. 0.08 to 1.2. Right behind your Dodger, you got about a anywhere between a 9 and 14-inch leader. Play with the length a little bit, mm-hmm. depending on what the fish are responding to, wouldn't you say, Bill? But I, I build so. them. I vary them 9 to 14 inches. But I'm telling you, you put that straw on your lure when you build these things, you're not going to get your leader all balled up by uh, having to put all these half hitches and stuff on there to hold your coon shrimp on. And it lays it out nice and straight. So that... Uh, that works, and you can put that on any of your lures that you're building. It's really very simple. I and wouldn't it's very set that effective. on the board; it'll stain it. Yeah, you think? Mm, I think so. It's not staining my hands. No, I trust me; those yeah. shrimp uh, potent. Yeah, I'm five feet away, and yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. we kind of joke right about there. it. Three years old, but that's that's the key to the recipe mm-hmm. that I did. I just redid. I just updated my a new uh, curing blog for coon shrimp with Schaefer for Potskis. It mm-hmm. should be coming out tomorrow. Look for that on our on our Facebook page, and I'll have a link to the Potsky site. It's going to tell you how to do it and all the all the components I put in there. And some guys will read that shangle. They'll go, I ain't going to put all that crap in there. It takes too much time. But I tell you what, you go find anything else on the market where mm-hmm. you cure coon shrimp. They're going to last a couple days. Mm-hmm. They're going to last a couple mm-hmm. weeks in your fridge. They're going to last maybe a month, right? A lot of these sprinkle-on cures and whatnot. They're great if you want to go fishing for the next day. But if you're a weekend guy that wants to fish sockeye, and then maybe next weekend you get to go, and then a couple weeks you, and then you want to go again, or, or the following summer, year, or or your summer steel hit, or the following year, or two <laughs> yeah. years yep. from now, okay, uh-huh. you cure them up this process, you keep them in your bait fridge. I literally have jars of coon shrimp in my fridge that are three and four years old, and I will fish them with confidence mm-hmm. because it's almost as if they're pickled; they don't go bad. Dwayne gave me from yeah. the very first trip. I thought I was going to try these years back. When I first went to Brewster, he handed me a, a jar of these that were two years old. And I showed up at Brewster when no one else had these. And like I told you, I was literally crushing the souls of every human being where there was trying crushing to Crushing the souls. Because yes. I had that bait mm-hmm. and no one else did. It wasn't even close. <laughs> Not even close. For two years, I dominated the planet with his bait. If you don't have Dwayne's bait, you're mm-hmm. not fishing, period. Guys keep asking me too, Joel, and there's a, there's a message on our, on our uh, text there. Yep. You know, where do I get them? Now, we're looking for good quality coon shrimp that are ready to cure. Okay, they have to be blanched, boiled, and frozen. And you want, again, they want to be relatively fresh-looking, not all smashed and not all broken up. You can get them from uh, Extreme Northwest. At times, guys are frustrated because it's a little hard to get a hold of, get a response. I can tell you, I talked to Eric two days ago. He ran into some stuff going on with family and the hospital and whatnot. So for the last two to three weeks, he's been kind of dark side of the moon, mm-hmm. unable to get a hold of. But he assured me. And I told him, I said, I'm going to give you a good mention out here of where I get them because I believe in this product. I mean, if you want a good quality coon shrimp mailed to your house for about eight and a quarter, eight eight fifty a pound, you're going to get them mailed to your front door. It doesn't get any easier than that. And then they're going to be good quality shrimp to cure. 
So get online, order up your coon shrimp from Extreme Northwest Baits. Uh, Eric will fill your order. And then, you know, pay attention to my blog coming out. And uh, next week on the show, Bill, mm-hmm. we're going to actually go through the quick the, process the pro- on how the procedure. And, and yes. yep. make lots of them because you're not leaving with them. <laughs> that's right. Lots. I gotta, I gotta give one to the metal god <laughs> before I get out the door. Production right? here on the so program. that's uh, that's your keys right there, man. We're going to show you how to cure them next week, and then you'll be set. You go into Sportco and Fife or Outdoor Emporium in Seattle. Pretty much everything you see in front of Dwayne is available there at the, the best prices, the best colors, the best selection, all the information that you need. Let's talk about this Baker Lake stock, I think, real quickly yes, here because, because it's been, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those fisheries that, that has come and it's gone. It's kind of it's up, it's down. It's, but mm-hmm. bottom line is that you can, you know, lacking a Lake Washington fishery, which hopefully one of these years we'll get again. Won't that be fun? Uh, you have Baker Lake. It's available right. to you. Why not go there? And go early. Yep. Because you're fishing, the uh, unlike uh, over in Brewster, when the fish are moving through, mm-hmm. you're getting fresh fish all the time, fresh yeah. fish that haven't seen gear. Yep. Mm-hmm. These fish up there, you're, it's a captive audience. And after they yeah. get hammered for a while, they get real shy. And oh, boy. They, and they, they, they move away from flashing and moving things. So do something different. If, if you can't go this week, mm-hmm. bring something different up there, like old flatfish like we used to do. Bring your bear hooks. Do yeah, something. That's a good point. Give yeah, them the yeah. novel alternative, but get up there. If you're yeah. going to go, man, go. You should be on the road right now. It can go It can go stone dead. Yes. In a hurry. And I mean, even, in a the, hurry. even the best guides stone dead. go up there and yep. they have wide open bites for the first week, and then they're struggling for a fish or two. Yep. You and I saw that. We waited way Absolutely. too long to get up. We had marking fish everywhere. There's 50 boats around us, and no, no one's business. nothing. No business. Yeah, it can happen. It so go now. That is the case. We're going to jump out for a little bit of an early break uh, right now. When we come back, we'll uh, reach out to Cody Herman, our buddy at Day One Outdoors. Oh, yeah. Cody has created uh, kind of a super cool seminar series. And we keep saying, you know, seminar, this is, this is a... Seminar Plus. Seminar on steroids. Exactly. Seminar on steroids. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about uh, the Northwest Anglers Convention and ways that you can get yourself geared up for uh, Bowie 10. That's Cody Herman. We return to Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sportsnet Northwest. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Seven twenty six Sports Radio nine fifty KJR Comcast Sportsnet Northwest. This music can only mean one thing. Is yeah, one thing the, only. The, the, the Cody Herman Hour <laughs> here on uh, Northwest Wild Country. Uh, uh, Steve, we've got some. Uh, yeah, we've got some catch up to do here on the the old text tool. What's uh, what's the latest? Yeah, you guys have been talking about Baker Lake for quite a bit today. We had Steve calling from Ferndale, and he was just wondering where to get bait and what to get for Baker Lake. Don't look at me. <laughs> Who wants to take that question? He's, he's in Ferndale. I'm yeah. not quite sure where up there to get him, but That's I know I, I know that uh, Sport Going Outdoor Emporium do have cured mm. coon shrimp. Yep. So yeah. Kind of kind of like what Dwayne makes. Not quite, but good enough that will catch a fish. If you want to come down south and go to Outdoor Emporium, you can get your coon shrimp there. What you do with it is you buy, you buy you know, commercially cured coon shrimp. And guys always ask me, what can I do to make sure these are going to fish well? Add some uh, anise. Add a little bit of a krill, either like the Potsky liquid krill. Just squirt mm-hmm. that right in the jar. Yeah, it's brown. It looks terrible, but you know what? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Or you can add the powder, but then you got to mix it up. It's already in liquid. Add the liquid krill. Add about uh, 10 drops of anise in that jar. Let it sit for a couple days. I'd buy them a week ahead of time for crying out loud. Let that stuff soak in. Mm-hmm. That krill anise in that mix is going to make all the difference in the world. A uh, couple more, Steve? Yeah, we had a text about what, what we can expect for the snake this year. 
Well, the snake uh, for steelhead and the run. Mm-hmm. Summer run, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're getting the same run. It's an average year. We're going to get about two hundred and thirty-five thousand steelhead, which sounds like a lot, but compared to like two thousand nine, two thousand eight, we're getting half a million. Mm-hmm. So fishing's going to be good. It's not going to be red hot, but it's going to be pretty darn good. It's going to be like it was the last few years. You, if you're a fly fisherman in the snake of the run, you can expect three to five hookups a day. Bait guys, lure guys are going to do a little bit better, but of course, fishing over there is always good. Sure. You need to go. Well, again, like when we talked to Ambrose. To start the show it's mm-hmm. all about perspective right Absolutely, I mean, yeah 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 you'll mm-hmm. you'll do fine It'll Absolutely, be great. you will you betcha yeah and there's one more quick question from eric and puyall if he wants to know if these setups that Dwayne was talking about are for columbia river or for baker that, yes. was, that was his question yes the question. yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. uh so yeah. you know baker and it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And, uh, and Brewster and any sockeye fishery with that particular presentation leader, you know, it's, yeah. uh, you can utilize that. That straw and look for look for my article coming out in uh, Sam Steelhead Journal in August. It's going to talk about summer steelhead chinook. It's going to talk about sockeye. It's going to it's a pictorial. It's going to show you exactly the different rigs on how to rig them. Every one of them has that little straw in there just because of how well it works. Even Lake Wenatchee, where you can't use bait, use those as is. Oh yeah, they'll catch this yeah, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one and one more for Cody. Yeah, and actually, just right right before the segment started, Pat from Portland called in, and uh, he was just wondering uh, about just kind of a summer steelhead forecast in the Upper Columbia, which I'm sure uh, Cody will be able to answer. We'll just right go here. and just cruise we'll right just into it. Throw so. that okay, right absolutely. at the old Herman. Yeah. Cody, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> doing good, gentlemen. Excellent, excellent. Cody. So, so apparently, we had a question for you about uh, the the up. I get what do you say? Was it again? Upper Upper Columbia, 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 Columbia. Summer steelhead run. Yeah. What do you know about that? Upper Columbia. Well, are, are we talking right up around Bonneville, or are we going way up into your guys' neck of the woods up in northeast Washington? Mm. He didn't specify, gonna, so I'd just say all of the above. I'm going to guess yeah. it's going to be Bonneville. I mean, I, I think I know the, the path that he's talking about. Okay. I think it's going to be the, the Bonneville, Bonneville area. Yep. Well, you know, truth be told, uh, we, we've looked at forecasts, and the summer steelhead run looked okay, and we were really concerned after last year's coho, obviously. But considering the catch rate that's been happening for really the last month for summer steelhead, and also what we saw with the sockeye numbers being four times what they forecasted. And it, it's been a really, really good summer steelhead run here below Bonneville, and so it, it, it only bodes well for the fish upriver as well. Outstanding. Good point. Well, Cody, I, I, I told the caller before, I, I read the forecast where it said we're going to have an average run, 230,000 steelhead, maybe. I'm hoping they're dead wrong, and it's double. It sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, even two hundred thirty thousand fish—that's uh, that is a substantial run. We should be very pleased with that. Yeah, good point. So, if you go over to www.nwanglersconvention.com, you'll see that we have twenty-one days, zero hours, twenty-one minutes, and now thirty-one seconds. Oh, it's that <laughs> wow. close! It's yeah. just that yeah. close. We're huh? counting it down. Holy Counted smokes! <laughs> yeah, Cody. So let's uh, let's chat about this deal. Uh, so you kind of you kind of you, you know blew the roof off with the idea of a uh, kind of an advanced seminar series, which focused on both classroom teaching and on the water application of this. And so let's go mm-hmm. ahead and, and and take a look at what you've got planned here in twenty-one days, zero hours, twenty-nine minutes, <laughs> and seven seconds now. Mm-hmm. Oh, getting closer. 
That's right. Well, you know, uh, seminars can only take you so far, and, and you know, they, they always seem to have the same format. It's just a quick hour, and you can barely even get in any questions from the people that are attending your seminar. So we, we tried to reinvent the wheel, so to speak. And most of us anglers are kinesthetic learners. we got to do it by actually having the gear in our hands and seeing it firsthand and participating in the action or in the area. So we decided to take that a step further and do a full day of, well, it's, it's five, six hours of full-on classroom setting, taking notes on very specific detailed information, and then applying that information on the water on the second day. And we did our first event for Spring Chinook, and we had over 125 people attend. It was a fantastic event. I honestly was blown away by the attendance and by the response. And so uh, we spoke with every single one of those attendees, and they really encouraged us to do the same thing for the buoy tent fishery. So that's what we're doing here this year. Yeah, I can tell you uh, when I came down and walked in the room, Cody, I was blown away. I I assumed and I pretty much was assured that, you know, folks were going to show up. That wasn't going to be an issue. I know in our conversations working up towards that Springer uh, first installment of, uh, you were kind of like, boy, I hope people start signing up. And, man, when they did, it's like the floodgates <laughs> opened and uh, – Boy, what a uh, what a fantastic job you and your guys that you signed up to be instructors did on that particular topic. Um, nobody left there without learning, you know, tons of information, not just one component, but all facets of Springer fishing. And then you took them out on the water the next way, day, next day. The, the weather was kind of crappy, but uh, some of the boats even caught fish. And it was yep. early, early on the Springer run, too. And guys went out there and found some fish. It was uh, well-received, and you did a heck of a job putting that thing together. Now... Now we're down at buoy 10, and uh, it may be a bit of a drive, but i got to tell you, man, I am so excited to, to drag the Wild Country boat down there and hang out with you guys for the weekend because, you know, obviously last year, uh, having fished buoy 10 for a number of years, but last year was the first year I went down there and ran a boat. And when you're talking an area, Shangle, that's four miles wide by 15 miles long, there's a whole lot of area to learn. Mm-hmm. And when you start breaking it down and you're talking tides and time of day and all the things that factor in. Traffic. Traffic, yep. the amount of boats, the <laughs> amount of folks. And, uh, you know, one of the most overlooked things of concern is simply crossing the river, going from the Washington side to the Oregon side or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so many topics will be covered down there at this seminar. If you look at the lineup of who he has speaking and the information they're bringing forward and what you're going to be able to do if you bring your own boat down there, I can't wait. Cody, this thing is going to be so fantastic. Uh, I really hope folks are signing up for you. Yeah, it, we're actually, geez, just in the last two days, we've we probably had at least a dozen people sign up. So nice. it's definitely starting to get closer to the to the event itself, and people are locking in their reservations to be there. And you know, we're, we're going to be, the Vui 10 fishery is, it's exciting. It's engaging. People always want to participate in it. It's the busiest time of year for most fishing guides. And the reason why is because it's such a fantastic return. But for a lot of people, and I hear this from my clients a lot, they, they don't feel comfortable fishing down there on their own. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons why we're put on this event. We want people to be down there fishing. We want more people to participate in this fishery down there. It's such an exciting fishery. So at the event, uh, our first speaker that will be at the event on Saturday is going to be the U.S. Coast Guard from Cape Disappointment, and they're going to be talking about river safety, properly equipping your boat for a good day out on the water, and how to navigate through not only all the fishermen, but also the shipping traffic. So that's, it's a great topic, and it's 
I, I can't tell you how excited I am to hear from those guys at Cape Disappointment. That is uh, the first off, uh, that is the 30th, which this is the 30th and the 31st. So if you want the dates, mm-hmm. the 30th and the 31st. Uh, day one, the Saturday schedule, as Cody points out, registration starts at about quarter after seven. And instruction starts at eight, and it goes until, I want to say, six o'clock. We have a full day of instruction broken up by uh, a great lunch, prime rib, barbecue. I mean, I mean, a legitimately great lunch. Yeah. And guys, like the like Cody points out the Coast Guard, but look, look at what follows. I mean, you, you want to talk about like a like kind of a lineup. You got uh, Brandon Glass. Mm-hmm. You got Cameron Black. I mean, these are guys yeah. who we talk to all the time. All the we, time, they're yeah. the best mm-hmm. of the best. Yep, no doubt. Wow. Well, and guys yeah, shouldn't guys shouldn't overlook that one too, Cody. You made a point mm-hmm. to say it's first, you know, and maybe some guys will kind of straggle in Saturday morning thinking, ah, I don't want to listen to that Coast Guard guy. But I'm here to tell Me you, too. you listen to you know as Cody uh, alluded to and what he's going to cover. You know, safety is first and foremost down there. It's paramount. I mean, every year boats get swamped down there trying to go out. And uh, and or it can happen right in river when those barges come in. There's no fish worth losing your life. For, there is not. The and no. uh, you're you're going to go down there and navigate amongst uh, you know four thousand, eight thousand other boats on any given day. And you gotta you gotta have your head on a swivel. And uh, there's definitely going to be some information from this gentleman or lady, whoever's presenting, that is going to be uh, of the utmost importance. And people need to be there early to get in on this one for sure. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a definitely a. a day filled with education and uh, you know brandon's going to be covering the ocean fishery cameron's going to be talking about how to follow the bike because as Dwayne you mentioned it's a very large area yeah we're going to be talking about you know baiter blades it's everything's going to be covered with without a doubt but what's really exciting for most of the people that have signed up for attending this event here when i've spoken with them they're really looking forward to the second day and the reason why is because folks can either jump in one of the guide boats or bring their own boat down and create a slug trail for every single location that you could fish, be it the shipwreck to the Red Roof, Churchill, Green mm-hmm. Can Line, so cool. Buoy 10 itself. Wow. And we're not only going to tell you how to fish each spot on each tide, but also you're going to create that path on your GPS on how to cross the river. And that is very important if the weather comes up or if you just need to get from one side to the other yep. to get on a hot bite. And not get stuck middle of the river on a big sandbar. So once you have that <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that yep. that uh, vermin trail established across your electronics, you hit saved, boom, and then that thing is there for for as long as you have that set of electronics. Yeah, and those of you who have not had the opportunity to to actually participate in this with your own personal boat, you've heard these names for years: Desdemona Sands, the Churchill, yep. the Churchill uh, Shipwreck, mm-hmm. I mean, all these mm-hmm. places you've heard of. And uh, the way it works out is that Cody points out you can either jump on the guideboat or you can follow with your own. I mean, you want to talk about you want to talk about a, a great way to familiarize yourself with the fishery. There is no better way. Yeah. There's no better way. I mean, even if you even if you fish with a guide, even if you fish with Cody for a mm-hmm. day, I mean, uh, you're still not in your own boat. I mean, right. it's, I mean, this this particular opportunity is, as far as I'm concerned, it's worth five times the price that you pay. Cody is basically saying, "Here, grab my hand, hold my hand while yeah. we cross the street." Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what he's doing. He's you know, he's going to say, "Mama yeah, so Cody's cool. going to say, follow me along," and and you know. Every year, boats get stuck on that sandbar out in the middle, Cody, you know, low tide or whatever, and uh, it's something that doesn't need to happen, you know? Um, and, and the fact that you guys are bringing this information forward, day two, for those that are only going to sign up for the first day, they're going to get a heck of a lot of info. Sure but, thing. man, application is everything, as Cody said. you got to get out there, bring your own boat down there, follow the, follow the herd around on day two, go from point to point, mark your waypoints, get your trails established. That way, in August, when you're down there fishing, man, you're gonna you're gonna be one up on a lot of the folks just trying to figure it out. 
Yep, it's it's decades upon decades of experience and right. understanding how the tides and currents and fish move, and we're cramming it into two days, which doesn't seem like enough, but hey, it's one heck of a good start. That is July the 30th on Saturday and the 31st, which is a Sunday. Go to www.northnwanglersconvention.com and, and sign up. I mean, yeah. sign up now because, I mean, the bottom line is that, yeah, look, Cody's going to welcome anybody who, who wants to come. But I'm here to tell you, there's going to be a ton of people for this, mm-hmm. a ton of people. Oh, by the way, bring your fishing gear, too, if you bring your boat because okay, we, yeah. are, we are fishing on Sunday. Well, above, the bridge, above the bridge, above the bridge because it doesn't open until yeah. the next day, right, Cody? But <laughs> yep. uh, you know what? Above the bridge last year for me, uh, even when we were in the mid middle of August, was pretty doggone lights out. And that was, that was pretty good tide set. And, uh, you know, the tides for that first week in August, the reason why we're doing 30th and 31st because it kicks off on the 1st. And that tide said that first week is looking really good. Mm. Don't be afraid to stick around and keep on fishing for a few days after the event. Super cool. Good yep. stuff. Yep. Cody, thanks for the check-in, my thanks, friend. Man. Good to talk to you. Always a pleasure, guys. All right, All right buddy. Man. Take it easy. See you soon. You bet. Yeah. NWAnglersConvention.com. It's $200 uh, for an adult. I mean, it, it, that's money well spent. Think like about I said. the money you'd spend on your own. Oh, my gosh. It's not even yeah. close. Yeah. It's, it's worth it's a It's a steal at $1,000. Mm-hmm. It, really it really is. is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you, you two poor saps, unfortunately, are going to be sitting in here yeah. Saturday the 30th. Rub it in. Somebody Rub it in. has to do the Appreciate work. Appreciate that. Somebody has to drag the boat around. Let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we'll finish up. We have a uh, Chinook retention opener here coming up shortly here at oh, Puget Sound. that's right. We'll talk to Captain Keith Robbins of the Spot Tail Salmon Guide Service. A little news for you. Huh. There's fish already out there. A few. I mean, you don't have to wait until the 16th to actually go out and catch fish. you got to release them. Right now, yeah. You can go catch them. Though. Uh-huh. That's the report. And give us a call if you need to. 206-286-9595 right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. Comcast Sports Net Northwest. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. So don't look now, but the July the 16th, we have a Chinook retention opener. Woo! That's pretty much the common that's that's the common response from both for most fishermen here yeah, in Puget yeah. Sound. I mean, and you know where we'll be? What? Not exactly where, but we'll uh, be right here doing but, a show because it's Saturday oh, yeah, morning. I but I can tell you, shortly the, thereafter, shortly thereafter, though, shortly yeah. thereafter, though, Ripley and myself will find our way to Port Townsend, and that five o'clock flood is going to be money. We will get there late in the game, but we will get our fish on day one. I Very assure nice. you. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. uh, got some news for you, though. There's our, there's already fish there. I mean, I've that's heard which a is, rumor. Yeah, yep, Captain mm-hmm. Keith Keith Robbins, one of one of the. One of the small handful of folk who uh, participate uh, fairly actively in, in the catch and release season, uh, Keith. It sounds like it sounds like you've had you've had plenty of fish to keep you busy the last couple of weeks, correct? It's been pretty active. Good morning. How you doing, good buddy? Morning. Good morning. Yep. I'm doing great. How are you guys today? Yeah, we're, we're doing we're good. good. We're good. We're, I'm excited about the fact that that I mean, you know, a guy like yourself who, who you, know, you don't you don't necessarily you know tell everybody that you're out there doing it, but. We know you're doing it, and uh, the fact that you that you found you know things things to to kind of keep keep yourself motivated is is encouraging for those who are waiting for the 16th. There's there's going to be targets aplenty. It sounds like. You know, Joel, I do tell everybody I'm out there doing it. Why wouldn't I? It's outstanding. It's great fishing. Uh, there's very few boats out there. It's um, take your pick. You don't have to bring your own water like you're going to have to do next week. <laughs> It's uh, it's the the fish this year are plentiful and small. Yeah, so we've heard that. Right? Yeah, kind we've of, kind of been of hearing that. Yeah, same re- theme. Report yeah. from CQ yeah, in yeah. is that the fish are smaller. Any any guesses on that, Keith? Any, any guesses on why? On why? Yeah. Um, 
tough boy. That's that's a biologist question gotcha. uh, because they're small. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Good enough answer. I would. We'll, we'll I would. That. I would probably venture to guess. You know, due to last year's ocean conditions, mm. fish were finding you know difficult to find feed n- yeah. nourishment sources and. Uh, and uh, what we found with our coho and, and whatnot last year, that does kind of tend to carry over. You're talking about a full year of their life cycle that they probably were not finding as much feed as they needed right. to. Thereby, this year as they're returning because the time yeah. clock says it's time to go, uh, they're, they're probably five pounds smaller than they should be. Keith, let's let's run through uh, sort of, I guess, the lay of the land. I mean, so as you pointed out, I mean, th- there will be plenty of, of, of boats on the water you know, come next Saturday. Uh, and if, if, you know, obviously, I mean, kind of give us a, a, a little bit of advice on the places that are traditionally productive when, when people hit the water in July. Oh, boy. Well, you're, you know, obviously, my, my range is pretty much would be the Vashon. Um, um, you, you're going to want to fish South Whidbey. You're going to want to fish Possession Bar. You're going to want to fish the West Side, the East Side. There's Richmond Beach, Kingston, Jefferson Head, Point Monroe, all the way down to Restoration Point. Um, you know, you can hold tight on Area 11 till August when we're going to have to fish it. So uh, Point No Point, certainly on the fall. If you're a moocher, if you're a downrigger fisherman, stay clear of Point No Point because mm-hmm. us moochers own it. Um, and, uh, boy, it's uh, – it's it's wide open. I mean, you're going to just want to bring your own water. I know that um, we've got some pretty good falling water early in the morning, so you probably want to fish the west side of the sound. And then uh, when the tide starts flooding, you're going to want to go to your fun incoming spots, Possession Bar, yep. Richmond Beach, uh, West Point, Skip Point, Yomal Point. It's... Uh, it's going to be fun stuff, and I'm sure Mid Channel Bank won't have any any boats on it. No, 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 no. nobody's fishing that this year. I heard. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's not going to be any good on opening day. Yeah, that's a good point. So, Keith, you've been <laughs> yep. out there, you've been uh, grinding away, you've been involved in this catch and release, and finding decent numbers. You know, albeit they're a little bit small, but what's getting it done? I mean, what's uh, what type of presentation you're rolling out the back? That's uh, that's definitely working. Well, I don't roll out the back. I roll out the side. Oh, that's right. You're uh, mooching, aren't you? Moocher. That's right. I'm, I'm a moocher. I'm one of the few remaining moochers in Puget Sound. I've mm-hmm. been doing the mooching thing. This is year 25 guiding for me. Um, I've got another boat this year. Captain Justin is out there uh, right now beating up on the Puget Sound Chinook salmon. And uh, we're just cut plug herring, working the whole water column. Been finding a lot of fish midwater. Um, and just, you know, actively working the bait. Yep. How fun. Bill, you've got a super quick uh, dedication. Before we go off the okay. air on the TV side, super quick. Okay. Hang tight. Okay, I got a phone call from a motto publication yesterday, day before yesterday, and when a lady said, this gentleman would like to talk to you. For His, his name is Bud Smith, and he's from Oregon, and he watches us on, uh, on Comcast. Hi, Bud. How you doing? He'd be watching today. And uh, kids, Bud caught a bad break in life. Yeah. And uh, he's he's a veteran, and the Agent Orange didn't treat him very well. And he's not going to do a lot of much more fishing. Right. But he loves what we do, and he's taking time out of his day to watch us. And he wanted to thank Saturday me. morning. Yeah, he wanted to thank mm-hmm. me for everything that I did. He loves our show. So you know what, Bud? This show's for you, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Bud Smith. Bud Smith.
Appreciate him. Yeah, absolutely. So, Keith, let's let's finish up real quickly here. Uh, we've got like a minute, minute and a half. I mean, so uh, the mooching drill is is one obviously that 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 you that you pay attention to as far as the location. Now, you mentioned one location, but if you want to if you want to mooch, kind of give us like a handful of you know four places you could go. Uh, any place you troll, you can mooch. But uh, you want to look for ledges. You want to work the ledges up. Typically, you want to work uh, either up one side or down the other side. Um, look for bait, you know, fish on bait. The beautiful thing about mooching is you can fish where the fish are. You don't have to drive around. You, you just find the bait, sit on top of it, maybe start slightly up current of it and drift through it. Work the whole water column top to bottom. Try not to hit the bottom too many times. You're going to lose your bait to flounders and sharks. And, uh, you know, just wait for the slack. The, the beautiful thing about mooching is getting hit on the drop. Floating and when that lead. Line dead, yeah. dead stops. Floating lead. Li- <clears throat> Woohoo. Yeah, I'm sorry? Floating lead. Yeah. Absolutely. We got floating lead. Oh, dear. That, there you go. <laughs> Easy to remember this website is www.salmonguide.com. That's Captain Keith Robbins. We've kind of run up to the end of the show here. We need to thank the folks who joined us this morning. Yeah. We'll be back same time, same place next Saturday right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sportsnet Northwest. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.